So we need to do more podcast episodes with with wine. I think that will help with the conversation flow. I think wine's a good start. Although you can have wine anywhere. True. I mean, I guess having it here in the hills of Indiana looks pretty good too. <laughs> it doesn't suck. I look at that corn and the soybeans. <laughs> or just wine and olives. Which is good. Tuscany. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very coincidental that the winery we went to this morning, family owned like most of the wineries here, but uh, uh, two brothers running it now, bringing in the next generation. Um, I thought the tasting room was very cool. Um, and it clearly showed that the next generation was an operation of that, mm -hmm. both in design and, and operation. Um, I guess it, it's interesting. We, we've been dealing with or working with ICA here, but also working and, and talking to some of the other uh, businesses here locally this week. Um, family business transcends nationality, culture, what have you. They right. all have all the same uh, issues that to overcome in order to have a successful business. Uh, so I thought it was very interesting to listen to him talk today, as well as the restaurant owner we talked to yesterday. Yeah. Um, and kind of sharing with them. Once we opened up and said, you know, we have a business as well, and they just kind of realized that, oh, these, these guys know what I'm dealing with and, and vice versa, it was very interesting. Yeah, and, you know, yesterday in Florence at the restaurant for lunch, which was a fantastic lunch at Brandolino, um, Bessie, as he said, rhymes with messy and almost the same uh, ability on foot skills uh, in soccer. Um, Football. Um, his his story about starting the restaurant in 2018 having a really strong success out of the gate to the point where he leased the space next door to him and and next door to him is just crazy to think about because you know we have a warehouse that was built in the 80s or the 1970s <laughs> or the 1990s and he has a restaurant that was built in the 1500s or the 1400s yeah um and then he leases this space to, to expand his business in January 2020, and boom, pandemic, everything shuts down. Oh. And to be able to draw those parallels and, and trade war stories, and then, uh, and then today to the to the winery, which, you know, Francesco, brother number one, who is the farmer and winemaker, and his brother. Um, who is the business and sales side. So one is tending to the ground and, and doing the manufacturing and operation side. The other one is doing the sales and business side. And, you know, one bombs, one weaves, frickin' frack, whatever you want to call it. Um, their story, not just of, of the, their business through, through COVID and what they're trying to do today. Right. Uh, but also looking backward, that it was started by their great-grandfather, then their grandfather, then their father, and now them. And they set out a course and said, here's what we want it to be. And this is all we want it to be. And, and they're not worried about, you know, they're, they're, they don't want it to be less. They're not worried about it being more. Uh, that was just it's interesting to, to be able to hear their story. And as you mentioned, uh, there's no barrier from from what your passport says, your nationality. There's no cultural barrier. There's no language barrier when it comes to, you know, strapping on the boots and going to work to try and, you know, 
know, create your own your own business. Right. Welcome to another episode of the Industrious Podcast. As you can tell already, we are not in the studio like normal. Uh, we are in Vinci, a small town in the Tuscany region of Italy. Um, doesn't suck, we know. Um, little R&R, kind of midway through 2022 here. And what we wanted to do is do a quick little episode here to talk about how the first half of 2022 has gone. Sorry, that's not the wine talking yet. Um, and, and maybe some forecasting for the rest we'll of edit that part out. Right. And that little, little uh, preview of what we, what we think we'll see in the, in the coming six months uh, based on uh, various market surveys that we've done and customer feedback. So uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. If, you, if you're only listening from wherever you get your podcast, we apologize. You can't take in the view. But just imagine what you would typically uh, envision Tuscany, rolling hills, wineries, lots of olive trees. Um, yeah, think of a postcard. Awesome. Think of a postcard from Tuscany, and it's pretty much accurate. Yeah. And by the way, do you feel like we ripped off something from like Hoda and Kathy Lee with the wine thing? Um, I and mean, if we did, I get to be Hoda. I I don't know. I don't know what to say there. Um, but that's fine. Okay. Yeah, they're on the National Network. We'll take that. Network. <laughs> All right. So anyway, welcome. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you're watching on the Assessor YouTube channel, thank you for tuning in. You can take in the view. We'll give you a little. Uh, a little montage after the fact, uh, but thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, as you as you heard, we were you got it. You can't. Benvenuto a tutti. Italy. I get like the got the accordion player and. Well, our our cameraman today will play the accordion later, perhaps. Our prop department needs a lot of work, <laughs> and our and our sound, our audio, like maybe. Oh, I know, Chris. At this point, hopefully, is his back feed and and post production. Italian music, maybe some like red, white, green flares, something cool like that. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, getting back to biz, um, as, as we were talking about earlier in our opening, um, this is a nice family winery this morning. Uh, very small, like a lot of the wineries are around here. Um, a lot of family-owned businesses, not just in Italy in general, but also in this in this general area, producing wine, producing olives and or olive oil, I should say. Uh, but then businesses of of all kinds around here. Uh, as many of you well know, we, we are uh, distributors of the ICA Wood Coatings brand uh, in the U.S. or in, in various areas of the U.S. They're an Italian-made or Italian-based um, manufacturer. Um, so we have a, a, some working knowledge of this country and, and different areas of, uh, based on prior visits. But uh, anyway, getting back to the, the point of the episode is talk about how the first half of 2022 has gone and then we'll get into what we kind of foresee for the remainder of the year. So why don't you kind of give your assessment, if you would, of the first half of the year. Um, two words, warp speed. That's how I would sum up the first six months of 2022. And to expand on that, obviously, very much like the last six months of 2021, um, we continue to have supply chain interruptions, constraints, 
the last six months have been a little more uh, manageable from a supply chain standpoint in terms of availability. Not 100%. Uh, we have still lost a lot of sleep uh, and a lot of hair uh, and maybe a few years off of our, health, our heart health on trying to find raw materials, finished goods, pails, gallon cans, boxes, trucks to come and pick up the product, anything for that matter. And uh, so that hasn't entirely gone away. It's just become a little bit more manageable. What's been really hard though, um, when you combine uh, incredible demand that continues, supply chain constraints, um, even if the supply chain was 100% right now, it still wouldn't be enough for today's demand. Uh, so you have really high demand, really bad supply, perfect storm, plus a lot of uh, you know, geopolitical turmoil in other parts of the world that are affecting energy prices. And a lot of what we sell, of course, are derivatives of crude oil. Um, it just, the list goes on and on and on and the price increases that we've absorbed that we've received and, and a decent amount for sure that we've absorbed and then passed on and had no choice but to pass on. Uh, you know, I was remarking to our father that, you know, having been in the business now for, for 20 years, which is really weird to say, cause that makes me feel, I don't know what's hot possible cause I'm only 25. Um, but to be in the business for 20 years and, and having been in the business during the great recession and, and thought, okay, we'll never, experience craziness like that again you know we'll never experience craziness like that again um this is crazier that that was a really hard time and i certainly don't want to go back to that the 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 high and the lows of today's reality are crazier than the highs and the lows of the of the recession of you know 08 09 yeah yeah I, the other tough part is how sporadic it is. So we have one product line that we literally cannot get the resin for. And therefore that that product line is essentially non-existent right now. Yeah. And then we have others where we have no issues. And then that's this week. Next week it could completely change. That's been the most frustrating part, I think, for me personally. Um, and, and and it's tough passing that information along to the customer base uh, just because part of them or most of them understand the situation because they're experiencing it in their own world but to have to share that information and then for them to receive it um is challenging and it's just it's just not fun it's not a fun part of doing business yeah um, I've, I've said in prior in prior podcast conversations i've, I've said that i'm really proud of our team for uh the their ability to tap dance to rob Peter to pay Paul and get away with it. But there have been some cases where circumstances have been well beyond our control. And, it, and it's just like, as you mentioned, when you have purchase orders and you have nothing to fill them with from a business aspect, that that's hard, that hurts. But then beyond just the, the dollars and cents part of it, to know that your customers are sitting there and saying, okay, we also can't fulfill their purchase orders because of our inability to fill that order that's also a challenge yeah so we've had some conversations lately with 
uh, other members of the uh, AWI, Architectural Woodworking Institute, um, Indian Manufacturers Association, uh, CCAI, which is the Chemical Coders Association. Um, everyone is is experiencing similar issues and in, in different ways. Uh, so we're, we're, we know we're not alone. Um, we appreciate all of our customers, those of you guys who are watching. Uh, we appreciate your patience. Um, ultimately, we'll get through this. We just don't know when, but we will ultimately get through it and uh, hopefully come out uh, better on the on the on the other other end. Um, the the remainder of the year, we've done some recent surveys. We had our, our sales team go out in the field and and talk to our customers about what are they projecting for the next six months. Um, we know we're not going to ask for much beyond that because it's anyone's guess. But but what do the next six months look like? And we've had a fair amount of feedback uh, yeah. come in, and I would say for the most part, eighty percent plus are are pretty much are pretty similar. Uh, with a few oh, easily, yeah, a few uh, a few folks who uh, who may veer off from that. But uh, why don't you kind of give your your summation of, of what we, the feedback we've received thus far? Um, well, my my reaction is very positive and. and I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised, um, but with when you look, it, taking away the the um, political spin or or it, some of the media and the entertainment side of media uh, spin, and you look purely at the true real news, um, and and then beyond that, just the, the pure economics of it, I was very concerned about where this this cliff may be uh, where demand, where the consumer says, I've had enough, I'm not paying any more, I'm pulling out of the market for ABC product. Yeah. And how that eventually then affects the demand side. And as we kind of talked about accordions with Italian music, then that accordion effect of the demand falls off Maybe we've caught the supply. Maybe there's an inventory glut. And we have to feed through that, and you know all, all the things basically. Um, and specific to kitchen cabinets, furniture, uh, RV, even, uh, which is typically a, a uh, is certainly a leading indicator. Um, I would say that there is some early glimpse of a not a pullback but a slight return to normalcy yeah. whatever normalcy is a, a slight return to normalcy um but our kitchen cabinet guys almost for, for the most part are they have they have worked through the end of the year and into next year already our furniture guys uh, a little bit different many have worked through christmas or the end of the year but then are saying that the furniture stores on the retail side, uh, the the foot traffic has decreased some, but not, you know, if, if normal is 100% and the craziness we've experienced for the last six to 18 months plus has been 150%, they're not saying 150 is gonna go down to 75 or 50. Right. They're saying the 150 is coming back down to the 100 that was normal, which is great because if our, and you know, if we do another episode in third days, the answer might be entirely different. But if if our if our pullback is to something within a very reasonable range of normal, 
Oh, I would define that as a soft landing. It, it, you know, macro. Right, yeah. uh, and that's, I think, what all of us as, as, you know, as business owners throughout any part of the supply chain are sort of, you know, are really saying a little prayer for. Hey, we know there's going to be a pullback. There has to be a pullback. We can't sustain what we're doing. How do we, how do we just, how do we bring that baby in on a nice little soft little belly landing? Yeah. I think the, the, the question that will remain to be answered is how does the pent up demand that exists today that's going to continue to exist for a while due to supply constraints how does that maybe further soften that landing when we might go into a technical recession but is a technical recession because of the supply issue or is it because of something else and is that pent up demand going to help carry us through it um i guess we'll know in six to twelve months yeah, I, I feel really good about the second half of 2022. Uh, I mean, notwithstanding some, you know, event that we can't that we can't control, uh, and, and I really, at this point, based on what we're hearing, it's very early, and this could change very quickly. First quarter of 2023 seems like it should be okay. Anything beyond that, no clue. Yeah, great. All right. Well, guys, it's a short but sweet episode. We uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll give you a little photo montage here at the end, so you can you know briefly take a take a glimpse of what we're experiencing. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening or watching today. Uh, we hope that your first half of 2022 was great, and we hope that the second half is even better. Uh, we know there's some some challenges going on right now, but uh, I think we all can just keep you know working hard and 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 focusing on the task at hand we'll all we'll call, I'll come out better for it in the end um, I think Bessie said it best yesterday this is the guy that owned the uh, the restaurant that we were at uh, just said that like like a lot of entrepreneurs um, he just he does whatever it takes to get the job done and so I think if that's the kind of the attitude that we're all we're all taking here we'll all, we'll all get through it and, and be better off for it so thanks for joining us on this episode of the Industrious Podcast if you're not already a subscriber on the Art the Assessment YouTube channel please hit that subscribe button Hit the notification bell so you can be alerted when new episodes drop. And cheers wherever you're at. Salute! Don't forget, be industrious.